and welcome to the ESPC Property Show. I am Megan and I am hosting alone today, which is a little bit of uh, an anomaly on the ESPC Property Show. Paul unfortunately couldn't make it along to recording today, um, so it is just myself uh, and I'm joined by a great guest and a returning guest. So if you're a frequent listener of the podcast, you'll be very familiar with Nikki Lloyd, who is our guest. She is head of lettings at ESPC Lettings and she came in to chat to me all about the lettings market in the city of Edinburgh. It was a very interesting conversation. We cover everything from rental prices going up, time to let, what that means for the rental market, the supply versus demand um, situation in the rental market, as well as the current legislation for landlords. So if you are thinking about becoming a landlord or you already are a landlord, it's really a great listen um, to just find out a little bit more about the current market. But without further ado, I will pass you over to my conversation with Nikki. Okay, so we're back um, for the next episode with Nikki, who is Head of Lettings at ESPC Lettings. Um, welcome back, Nikki. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, no, I've just, I've got it noted down here that you're first guest to score a podcast hat-trick. Oh, well, someone's got to be. There you go. I feel very privileged. Yeah, so it's great to have you back. Um, and I'm in a safe pair of hands as I'm solo hosting today. No, that's fine. Well, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, just to, to start chatting about about the, the rental market mm-hmm. in Edinburgh. Um, so the both times that you've been on the show previously, we've spoken about the lack of supply in the market and um, I was just wondering, if is that something that we're still seeing? Yeah, definitely. The, there's not been, I would like to say there's not been any change, but if anything, it might have got a little bit worse. Um, and there's even fewer properties kind of this time of year can be quieter um, but there definitely seems to be fewer properties around and about um, it can be a combination of a few different things so tenants are staying longer so you're not getting those properties coming back on the market um, landlords are having their own issues and maybe having to sell for financial reasons so those properties have been taken from the rental market and also buy to let landlords are a little bit nervous about all of the other things that are going on so they're not purchasing so all of those things combined means yeah there's still not an awful lot out there unfortunately. Yeah and I guess um, the City Letch report came out um couple of weeks ago yeah. now yeah, yeah. Um, we're recording this in November um, but I was having a look through it before our chat and saw that 44% of Edinburgh properties were let within one week that's really quick yeah um, and then uh, 88% were um, off the market within a month so I, I think I know the answer to this but are you guys <laughs> still seeing that kind of really quick fast-paced market yeah definitely so even though as I said it's a quieter time of year there's still as soon as something goes live there are stacks of inquiries lots of really great potential tenants but what we are finding is maybe tenants are attending multiple viewings and submitting multiple applications on lots of different properties because the competition is so fierce they're actually kind of applying for lots of different properties and then if they're accepted on one great they move forward so they kind of spread betting their odds if you like so we've definitely seen that happening of late as well which is an interesting kind of change and I think it is just tenants really trying to to secure a property they feel that that's what they're having to do which is shame yeah and are you so are you still seeing quite a backlog with are you seeing similar tenant supply 
time yeah. and time again. Yeah, not so much as we were maybe during the summer where things were super hectic. Yeah. But yeah, there'll be the same people that kind of, if they missed out on one property, that they'll arrive at the next viewing. And it's not that these people wouldn't make great tenants. It's just, like I say, the yeah. competition is just really, really fierce. Yeah, Yeah. so um, again, according to the City Let's report, um, the private rental rates have gone up as well. So mm-hmm. tenants are find it difficult to secure a property but when they do the the rent is has increased uh, in recent months so it's gone up 16.5 percent annually um to the new high of uh, £1,546 per calendar month are you seeing (laughs) the rental prices increase too yeah so I mean it's such a lot of money to be paying on your rent yeah and Landlords are doing this when they're getting the opportunity, when they're looking for new tenants, they're taking the opportunity to really increase their rent because of the rent cap. They can't do it during a tenancy. So when it becomes vacant and open for a new tenancy, then they're really trying to push those rents. But tenants are wary of their own finances and tenants' finances aren't unlimited. And I think we're reaching the point where it's just got to stabilise because people can't keep going and going and going and in fact I would say that properties that we have that are maybe over kind of 12 1400 a month that seems to be the kind of cutoff where all of a sudden the market is really reduced for people looking to spend more than that and some of maybe the really higher rents you know that were up at 2800 are sneaking down a little bit because I just think people are more aware of their finances and whilst landlords are trying to get more rent Tenants have only got so much money that they can spend. So I think we're going to soon come to that spot where it's got to even itself out. Yeah, I think um, we've anecdotally heard quite a few people who have had the increased mortgage rates on their buy-to-let yeah. and that's why they're yeah. putting it. So it's like... It, it's not easy for anybody at the moment. It's not. And I can understand why landlords are taking the opportunity. They want to try and cover their costs. But yeah, there's got to be a stage which I think we'll be reaching sometime soon. Maybe when we kind of get into the springtime and things start to get busy again, we might start to see rents settle a little bit. Um, But yeah, there's so many different things and factors. But I think at some stage it's going to happen. It's probably going to be quite soon. Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, the rent cap is in place. That's still in place till March, is that right? Yeah, so the rent cap, so maximum of 3% for any current tenancies. Um, That's due to stay in place until March 2024. Um, What happens beyond there, we don't know. But what I would think is there likely to be some form of restriction that they're going to continue with whether that be the introduction of rent pressure zones so it's just in certain areas that rents will be restricted or if they're going to still put a cap on the rent but not at three percent you know maybe we'll go back to you know kind of five percent who knows but yeah as it stands at the moment Nothing beyond the 3% until March. And then, yeah, game of wait and see. Unfortunately, they like to leave it until the very last minute before letting us know. So all of those landlords wondering just at the moment, should they just, you know, do the 3% increase or or wait until March? 
who knows is the answer. I think if you can do it, then do it now because we don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. So that 3% increase, that's applicable on existing tenancies only, but you yes. can increase when the tenancy comes to an end and you've got a new tenant. Yeah, exactly. So if your tenants are in situ, uh, we would increase it once every 12 months that you can increase the rent. So if you've got a tenancy that has been in place for a long term and the rent hasn't been increased in the last 12 months, then you can increase by a maximum of 3%. If if your tenant leaves or if you're new to the property market and looking for a tenant for the first time, basically if your property is being re-advertised then you can set the rent at, at whatever is appropriate. So a lot of people might be thinking okay there's a cap in place but mm-hmm. the average rent's going up and up and up Yeah, but you would think that the cap would stop that from happening. Why, why is that still happening? <laughs> yeah I mean it really hasn't and um, a lot of uh, the regulatory, regulatory bodies in the lettings industry, you know, kind of warned the government that this was not going to be the answer back when they first made the announcement. The government listened to nobody and ploughed on, but it really hasn't helped kind of new tenants, if you like, because when the landlords are looking to find new tenants, they're hiking those rents up because they know during a tenancy they're going to be restricted. So if you're maybe a tenant that's been in situ, you know, you are only going to be getting a maximum of 3%, which, you know, that's great for them. But the vast majority, unfortunately, that are moving in or around the city and are looking for a new tenancy are bearing the brunt of those bigger hikes for new tenancies. So it's not really worked out particularly well for anybody unfortunately yeah yeah so speaking of prices and and rental prices yeah um, if there's any prospective landlords listening how can they set a price that is the right price um and it's you know they'll get their property off the market um but it'll be yeah reasonable for the property yeah and there's always a fine line between for landlords you want to you know, their aim is to get a quality tenant at a great rent. And there's a fine line between maybe, you know, pushing the rent as high as you can, but then the property being unoccupied and then they're having to cover costs. So you really need to make sure you are setting it at the right rent so that it rents and you get great tenants. What I would say is, you know, speak to the professionals. Um, We're always able to review the market. We can access data through City Let's report on recent lets to see what other properties in the area have recently rented for that are being advertised at the moment particularly the market as it is now things are changing they're up and down people are maybe wanting to get more rent how much is more rent so really what I would say is make sure that you speak to a professional and they will steer you on what is the right price for your property. Perfect and I guess one thing that people might be considering is rental yield. Yeah, how, yeah. How, how is that calculated and what is rental yield in case someone's listening and going I don't know what that is. Yeah so I think we use the phrase yield quite a lot when we're talking about buy to let and it is essentially is the profit that you're making. So gross yield is your profit that you make before all of the other deductions. So that's calculated by kind of what you purchase the property for um, compared to what you get in a year on rent and then you can do the sum and it will give you an average yield so at the moment the average yield in Edinburgh is around about seven percent or thereabouts so that's that's a gross yield it's before any deductions but that's essentially kind of a seven percent profit in your year which I think is 
a little bit more than you're getting at banks at the moment. So, you know, it's not bad. Yeah, and ideally, you're going to be getting that capital growth if you go, you know, we really, it's a long term investment. So ideally, you want to make a little bit of money in the short term, but also have that capital growth so that you can, you know, have that property in, in the next 10, 15 years time. And it'll have hopefully gained a little bit more money. We've kind of already touched on this when we mentioned the um, the rental cap, but there is quite a few bits of legislation that have changed over the last yeah. um, 12, 18 <laughs> months, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to chat through the legislation that has changed for, for landlords in recent times. Yeah, so we've had the rent cap, which was obviously the big one for existing landlords, and that kind of really shook everybody. Um, came alongside that was the moratorium on evictions. So this meant whilst you could still serve notice on your tenants for all the appropriate grounds, um, if they chose not to leave at the end of your tenancy, then you were unable to unable to evict them um, unless there were specific um, reasons that were deemed to be um, appropriate. But generally speaking, no evictions happening at the moment. So I think landlords were a little concerned about that. You know, what if I've got an awful tenant and I can't get rid of them? That's been weighing on a lot of kind of landlords' minds. Again, that's with the rent cap until March 24. So we'll see what happens there, but that will be something that they'll let us know about at that time. For other kind of new landlords, things to consider, there was increases in the additional dwelling supplement tax. Um, so that went up from 4 to 6%. So all of a sudden, if you were looking at buying um, a property to rent out, you were having to pay an extra 6% in tax, which, you know, nobody likes paying tax at the best of times, let alone anymore. Yeah. Um, so... That was a little bit of a consideration for new landlords. And then, of course, we've had all of the changes and ups and downs and roundabouts with mortgages and kind of interest rates and products that have been available. Um, so that's been a little bit of a battle as well for, for some new landlords and existing landlords who've seen their prices and products change. Um, so they've become all the more wary of, of what's going on there. So there's been quite a lot to consider. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess if somebody is listening to all that and they, they're still thinking that... Yeah. Um, it's a great idea, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to, as long as you're warned with all of the information and you plan and budget, you know, it's still a great thing to do is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. and something that we always say when you're on here is that you're providing a home. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, and there's a real need for, for, for homes. So, yeah, it, it, you are doing a good thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, someone is decided that you yeah. would like to purchase a buy-to-let property, um, where are the best areas they can do that in Edinburgh? So, fortunately, you know, Edinburgh is popular throughout and um, there's lots of areas where people are looking to move in and around the city whether it's for work or schools or friends or family and um, so there's no real areas that I would say oh, don't buy there you're never going to get it rented but there are other areas that are maybe popular or that are offering a great yield so those are EH4 so that's kind of Maybe Blackhall, Clermiston, Craigleith, kind of Drumbraid, that area is really quite popular at the moment. And you can still get a really good purchase price. So that what's, that's what offers a really great yield. Um, EH8, so Newington, Meadows, Southside, always popular. A real mixture of students, professionals, and again, still quite reasonable purchase prices. And then EH12. 
Soakerstorf in South Gyle, that kind of area. And that's kind of popular with maybe young professionals, families kind of looking at working around the Gyle area, being close to kind of getting out onto the motorways. Um, so those are the areas that are popular with renters and offering the best yields here at the moment. Perfect. Oh, no, I think that's really useful for anybody <laughs> thinking. Good, good, yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, there's lots of other areas in and around. Yeah, as I say, there's there's no area that I would say, oh, you, if you don't go there, you'll never get it rented. Literally yeah. anywhere will rent at the moment. Yeah. But what you want to need, or what we'll need to do, is to make sure that you're choosing somewhere that's going to get you the best yield. So yeah, yeah that's it's really being conscious of what you're paying for a property. Uh, and make sure you make the decision, you know, with a business head, not necessarily a heart. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, I, again, I think I know the answer to this question. Um, what, if someone is, they've picked where they're going to buy their buy-to-let, what type of property should they be looking at? Um, yeah, you know the answer. <laughs> so there is an absolute drought of one-bedroom flats. There are none to be had on the rental market. So, and I think it's just literally because people aren't moving from them. Um, they seem to just be kind of staying, they're secure. Um, so yeah, if you were thinking about investing in a property, then my advice would be a one bedroom, if you can, two one bedrooms rather than a two bedroom, because, you know, it will offer you maybe sometimes an equal or even better yield than one two bedroom and um you know you're hopefully going to get good capital growth on those as well so absolutely any way you can if you're thinking about buying a property to rent then then definitely a one bedroom would buy it would be my my recommendation at the moment yeah absolutely um so looking ahead maybe to 2024 it's yeah closing in <laughs> i know um do you see any changes happening in the the market Unless uh, I can't, can't imagine there will be, unless someone waves a magic wand. But. I don't. I really don't know. I think up until March, where all of this kind of rent cap and the eviction ban and all of that is still in place, then that I think is going to very much continue the trend until then. Depending what might happen, then we might see kind of a little bit of a surge in people. Either, either wanting to leave the market because it's not great news or actually they've relaxed a lot of things and more landlords wanted to come in. So I think that's going to be the turning point of the year. But I don't know which direction it's going to turn. Um, I would like to think that more people are going to get involved in buy-to-let property, more people are going to invest and more people are going to create homes for, for people that are desperately looking to rent. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's yeah. a kind of great message to <laughs> yeah. finish up on. So just to wrap up, I'm going to let mm-hmm. you do a little bit of a pitch for All Yes, right, okay. Lettings. Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, just in case anyone's thinking that they're looking for a new letting agent or yeah. they're thinking about coming on to, into the, the market, what? how can you guys help? What, what do you guys do for yeah. landlords? Sure. So we're here um, in the information centre on George Street. We're here for anybody to drop by if they're looking for advice um, if they're looking for advice about investment property if they're an existing landlord they're thinking about becoming a landlord we're here for advice but what we can also do is help them through the process so that can involve securing tenants managing the property we offer a full management service 
where we can take care of everything, make sure everything is meeting legislation, um, you're getting the right rents, you're getting the right tenants. So yeah, we can essentially do everything from that very first notion of you thinking um, about becoming a landlord all the way through to finding the tenant and managing it and looking after it for them. So yeah, you can do everything here. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Nikki, and thank no you worries. for coming back on the show. I'm sure That's you'll okay. be back again. Yeah, I'm sure it will. <laughs> thanks for having me, and hopefully next time there'll be a little bit of a difference in the market, yeah. um, and we can hopefully focus on more positives. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Thanks so much. Thank you. So that was my episode with Nikki. Uh, thanks so much, Nikki, for being um, a guest on my first solo hosting podcast. Paul will definitely be back next week, though. Um, so obviously one of the things we chatted about on that episode was Nikki was screaming out for landlords with one bedroom properties because a huge um, lack of supply in that area. So I've just gone on to ESPC.com um, and as of today, which is um, the 22nd of November, which is when we're recording, there are 1,557 properties in Edinburgh and the Lothians that are one bedroom properties. Um, so definitely a huge amount on the market available if you're looking to um, start your property journey uh, as a landlord but as Nikki said if you are looking for any further advice please do get in touch with her and the team at ESPC Lettings you can do so by coming into our property information centre on George Street um, or you can uh, look on the website and we've got a lettings tab on the homepage and you can go and find out all about um, our lettings service um, but also just we've got loads of great content on there answering lots of frequently asked questions um, on the rental market and being a landlord but as always thank you so much for tuning in to the episode today I really hope you enjoyed it um, I would love it if you enjoyed the episode if you could leave us a review whatever you're listening or watching and um, hit the subscribe button as well you can hit the bell next to the subscribe button and you'll be alerted as to when new episodes drop on our feed and uh, yeah please share it with a friend if you really enjoyed it um, and we'll be back next week um, yeah Paul will be back next week too most importantly and we'll be chatting to um, a very special person in a very faraway place um, all about relocating to Dubai so um, yeah we will speak to you next week. Uh, this is very weird to sign off on my own, but uh, have a great week and we'll be back in your ears next Thursday. Bye.